Oh, hey, we should we should get, get get into this. I forgot that. So I'm working off my doing this off my work laptop, and I don't have my AC adapter with me, so I have 22% battery. Oh. That should be able to get us through the app. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> just kind of giving you a... Forgot about that. What? I put everything on low battery settings. Hey, no big deal. <laughs> you know why? Hey everybody, welcome to Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Our, who are we? I'm so glad you asked. Well, my name is Evan William Crockett, and this is my trusty co-host. I'm Josh. Hey, Josh, the man who just told me we've got a time limit. Thanks for taking so much time to introduce yourself. Well, we're best friends. We've been best friends since... (laughs) We've been best friends since high school. And uh, we come together once a week. We watch an old movie from our childhood-ish. And then we rate it, we review it, we talk about the historical significance and context. At the end of the episode, we give it a rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, denoting whether it's worth your time or whether it's simply a wreck. Whoa. Whoa. How's it going, Josh? Good. I, You know... There's, it's such a succinct intro that you do. I feel like I never have a good way to like, I, I like I always like. What am I gonna say afterwards? I'm always like, yup. Or it's just a little. That, I have that's true. I have here in the official format of the show. Uh, I have. Oh yeah. Uh, what does that uh, say? It says Josh slice of life in parentheses. Um, no cock rings. I don't know what that means. Oh well, we had three episodes that we recorded about cock rings, and you wouldn't let me post them. I wouldn't let you post them. That's true. Um, uh, <laughs> funny oh, story. Sorry. Are you, <laughs> what? Well, I'm recording on my couch right now. I usually am in my room, and I, I brought the laptop and the microphone out onto my couch, and it's making me, it's making this really sensual. Like I'm, I'm really splayed out on this couch. Like, oh god, come here. And then I'm like bringing up cockring. I must have. There must have been something in your voice that made me know that. I mean, I'm wearing. I, I'm wearing a cock ring right right now. I'm just not going to make it about the episode. Josh, what did we watch this week? Oh, boy. Uh, Con Air. Con Air is a 1997 American action thriller film directed by Simon West, written by Scott Rosenberg, and produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. And uh, boy, howdy, we have... uh, we have quite the cast here. We've got we've got oh my god, friend of the podcast Nicholas Cage. We've got uh, Johnny Cusacks. We got Johnny Malkovs. We got Steve Buscemi. We've got Ving we got two jo- a double Johnny pick. Damn, we, we got a double Johnny. You know, <laughs> one ring for each Johnny. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Now you have to keep it all in so it makes sense. <laughs> now you have to keep the cock rings in. You gotta keep the cock rings, cock Projector slideshow of cock rings. Okay, r- really quick side side note. The reason cock rings are on my mind is Morgan and I went to a memorial service recently. And <laughs> <laughs> just in there, in there. Okay, yeah. Just just DM us, send us an email at 88tapesbaby at gmail.com for the full story, but... <laughs> There's quite the story as to how cock rings uh, 
relate to a memorial service that we recently oh, went to. Wow. And I was really pushing it, and I had no idea. Yeah, there's there's real-life consequences to your words, buddy. Um, I don't believe that. I'm white. <laughs> okay. Gormsy. Um, Gormsy. So, so, Josh, why don't you give the beautiful people a little, a little synopsis of 1997's Con Air? Let's see if we got one by one of our friends. Uh, John Wiggins, that one's too long. Cameron Poe, I feel like we've read some by him. Okay, let's do Cameron Poe. He, he looks like he knows what's going on. Okay. Wait. Cameron Poe. This is by Cameron Poe. Is Cameron Poe a name of a, a character in this movie? Yeah, that's... uh, That's... What's his name? That That's Nicolas Cage's character. <laughs> Oh, but why does it say it's by Cameron? This is very confusing. Cameron Poe wrote the... So, Nicholas Cage's character in this movie wrote the synopsis. Can you then please read the synopsis in Cameron Poe's voice? Your oh, no. your best southern Nicholas Cage accent? <laughs> Cameron Poe, a highly decorated U.S. Ranger, is convicted of manslaughter after protecting his wife in a drunken brawl. <laughs> Finally, eight years later, he's being paroled and going home to his wife and daughter. And on his <laughs> ride home, the jailbird, which is also transporting society's vicious murderers and Feltham uh, Penitentiary, Louisiana's toughest maximum security prison, a surprising escape is made on board the plane as the cons seize control of the plane and head it towards Las Vegas. If officials of the ground want to blow it out of the sky... But three people know an alternative. U.S. Marshal Vince Larkin, Cameron Poe's wife, and his daughter. And that's by me, Cameron Poe. Sprint PCS at iDirect.com. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Cameron, for that wonderful uh, wonderful synopsis of, of Con Air. Um, I'm not continuing that. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the commitment. Um yeah. This movie's plot is utterly insane. Basically, you've got Nicolas Cage, There's a plot. who's like an army ranger boy, and then he went to jail because he was defending his pregnant wife when they were like at a in a barroom brawl, and then he goes to jail. And the the day that he's being released from jail and being flown back, John Malkovich, who's like this criminal mastermind, takes over the plane, and. Uh, and and him and and Ving Rhames and uh, Dave Chappelle, yes, Dave Chappelle, uh, who's also in this movie, um, they kind of are working together to to try to get the plane to you know to escape. Um, so yeah, this movie uh, is from 1997. That's as far as I could get with the plot. <laughs> yeah, the the plot is, is utterly insane. And for anybody who's familiar with the movie, who's watched it within the last few years. Um, I had not seen it since I was a child because this movie has the honor and the distinction of being Evan Crockett's first R-rated film. Whoa! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I actually remember watching this movie in the theaters with my family. Um, How scandalous. Which is it's just crazy to like... Although it actually isn't that crazy. And we'll get we'll get into that after the break. How like kind of cartoony and over the top this movie is like it's not something to be really taken seriously um but i'm i'm curious because this this was if it's not obvious this was an evan pick this week um have you seen this movie before were you familiar with it 
Oh, I'm familiar with it, but I had not seen it before. Oh, so you you're familiar with it just from like the memes? Well, I it was weird. I watched this movie and I didn't know that so much came from this movie. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I this is this is a very fresh experience watching whatever this was. I guess you could call it a movie because <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's hardly a movie. I mean, it's it's kind of like um you know, I I guess we're not we're not in the second half yet, but just this the style of the movie is such like I mean, it's it's one of those movies where it's almost like a big trailer for like a, another yeah. movie. I always thought it was good. I always thought it was a serious movie though, because I only knew the movie by the actors in it and yeah. the poster, because I saw the poster everywhere and everybody would talk about the movie like, "Oh, it's so good." Like in a very unironic way. So it's like, okay, okay, okay. So this is like a serious drama. Like I know John Malkovich is like a a Shakespeare actor, and uh, yeah, he's you know, very well known. Steve Buscemi also is in this movie. Steve Buscemi, that. And yeah. Like, like even Nicolas Cage, like he tried his heart out in like Raising Arizona. So it was like, okay, okay, <laughs> I got a serious drama here. The the biggest thing that I learned because pr- production wise, there wasn't really much uh, much drama in in the movie. Um, the, I think that the the thing that Morgan and I both learned upon upon watching this movie was that Nicolas Cage is um, he's part of the Coppola family. He is Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Dude, this guy has every family connection. You know, yes. I mean, he married Priscilla. He married, yeah, Elvis Presley's daughter. Um, so he's one of he's only. A oh my god! And he's a Coppola. So he's he's one of the only people in history to have seen Elvis Presley's bedroom because anybody who's been to Graceland like Josh oh, and I have. Right. Yeah, um, we went there together. Yeah, but you can't, you're not allowed to go on the second floor, but because he was married to Priscilla, he got to go to the second floor. And then they like, they got married and then he did that and then he divorced her. Like they had a very quick thing and, and he's kind of obsessed with Elvis Presley. So, you know, make, it was just for Elvis. Make, make of that what you will, but, um, yeah. I mean to put you on blast, Nicholas. We know you're listening, so sorry. Yeah, once again, friend of the podcast, Nicholas Cage. No no blasting behind this. <laughs> um but yeah, he's he's very well connected. So it's Nicholas Cage's whole career is almost like look at what happens when mediocrity meets connections. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's man. a good that's a good book title. Yeah. But um, well, we're we're gonna talk about that and so much more of our current experience of watching 1997's Con Air after we come back from the break. Hey, y'all! This is Morgan, your fan club president. Well, I've given it some thought, and I've really searched my heart, and I've decided that I don't want to keep this podcast to myself. I want to share it with you. And I want to share it with other people, too. I'm hoping that you will help me spread the word. Please tell your friends and family that they can find Tapes, Tapes, Tapes on Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Thanks for helping me spread the word. And for now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back from the break. All right. I I went into a void for my break. What what did you do? I you know, I thought peacefully 
in, on this couch. I just sat here, kind of like splayed out a little bit, stared out the window, kind of thought about the song Moonlight Sonata. Mm. That's about it. Da, 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 da. That's not the right song. Anyway. No, 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 no. Moonlight Sonata. It's da, 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 da. I can't. I can't sing in five keys. Why don't you hey, sing a whole piano song? Um, okay. Hi, Josh. Hi. So, Conair. Let let's just let's just jump right in. Let's, oh, okay. My oh. <laughs> <laughs> my opinion of this movie. Okay, give it to me. So previously, when we watched Mortal Kombat, yes, I th- I said historically, and you can quote me that that was the best bad movie that we'd ever seen for the podcast. Yes, I think we found a new king. Uh, I man, think we were we got to, we had a lot of heavy competi- comp- competition on this show. Yeah, I mean, but this one was so. This movie, <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about it. the The closest comparison that I can make for this movie is that it's like, it's like Tim and Eric's Awesome Show, like the <sighs> just with the pacing. And the way that the dialogue comes out, I mean, you like hit the ground running with this movie, and you better keep up, or else it, you're you're just gonna get totally lost. And there's so many beautiful little moments. There's so many quotable moments in the movie. Why couldn't you put the bonnet back in the bag? Like, what what was it? Oh my God! There's I can't even remember any of them. They were just the, on top of each other. Cause we this whole movie just like from the fucking get go, it's like let's get all these like characters that really you don't need to you don't need to get, even get underneath the skin. It's just like here's this cast of really weird people. Yeah, put them on a plane and then just anything that could happen. Like the writers room was just like, what could happen in here? Yeah, let's have that happen. But the- what would be really. Yeah, but it's it's great because every character, like even though it is a, so it is a, uh, you know, I should be clear when I say the best bad movie, that is acknowledging that like this is not a good movie from a, from like a structural standpoint, from a kind of everything, like it's not good, but it's so bad that it kind of is good. Um, but one thing that is really fun about this movie is that every character gets to do something like totally every every actor gets to have a lot of fun with their character I feel. Well, it's all these actors. Well, first off I was watching this going like, you know what movie this reminds me of a little bit? It reminds me a little bit of uh The Expendables. You know, I've never that, seen that action one. movie so it's it well you get the premise though it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, like yeah. all like the big action stars kind of coming together and to do one action movie. Yeah, and this is kind of the same similar like ballpark where you're getting all these big actors together to do an action movie, except none of them are action heroes. Or <laughs> none of them do action movies. Yeah, <laughs> they're all like comedians or dramatic actors. So, of course, none of them can botch their career because they're not doing action movies. And then somebody came to it and they went, you know what, guys? Let's do an action movie and make it really fucking weird. And everybody was handed the script and saw their character and went, I'm game. Yeah. This yeah. looks fucking weird. Because every, every char- everybody leans into it. Everybody gets to do something. Like, even all the way down to John Cusack, who's like the 
the FBI agent. You've also got the the actor who plays um, Chief O'Brien from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, yeah, I think that's Col- Colm Meany. Yeah, that's who that is. Um, Colm Meany. Um, and he yeah he gets to play a really fun character. He's he's the one who like wants to shoot them down. Um, but yeah, th- this whole movie, I I just was was entranced. I was laughing. I was along for the ride. I was I was in it to win it. Um, I yeah I don't so that that was my experience. I I was just like and I don't remember it at all. I think from when I was a kid, like I, I never watched this again growing up. We never had it on DVD or anything. So it was it was literally like okay, last time I watched this was when I was nine. So it's been you know about twenty two years since I've seen this movie. Um, and back then I was a little kid, so I think. My my lens of this movie was that it it was like you said like a serious movie, yeah. Because I was a little kid at the time, so I think that there were certain moments that just like stood out to me more when I was a kid, like the scene with Steve Buscemi, like singing the song with the little girl and and like the in the abandoned trailer park. He's got the whole world in his hands he's got the whole like i remember that being way creepier when i was a little kid and then when i was watching it this time around i was like what are they doing (laughs) yeah hey josh oh boy what what just happened there it's weird your voice sounds different i transported to another place with uh a different laptop and no microphone. Oh, that's weird. I just all of a sudden started eating trail mix. Serious snacks. Trail Whoa. mix. And I'm eating a crunch wrap from Big and Little's with Ahi Tuna. Oh. That sounds hip. Well, so what, what were we uh, talking about? We were talking, <laughs> we're talking about Con Air. During that dimensional shift that just happened, yeah. there will be some Weird. dimensional shift music that you all just heard and loved. Um, yeah, I hope. Oh, I loved that dimensional shift music. Oh, there's a dog here. I picked up a dog in the dimensional shift. Oh, my God. Well, I was just going to ask you about um, what, what before the dimensional shift, how did you find watching Con Air yourself? What was your experience like? Oh, boy. Well, let me remember. (laughs) I... Oh, boy. You know, Con Air... uh, Well, I I think I was... uh, And this will probably get rehashed a little bit, but it's... I I, I got into it not knowing that it was going to be kind of a parody of itself. I thought this was a serious movie just by looking at the box back (laughs) in the day. right. And it's, yeah, because you had never seen it, right? No, I'd never yeah, seen right. it. And also, like, I just thought that all of these people were action movie stars, and they're not. This is a movie where pretty much every comedic actor that's wanted to do a action movie before, so they don't like torch their career with other action movies, gets to do one and make it as fucking weird as possible. Hmm. I think that's an so, interesting take on on what happened. Yeah, I think you're right. It, oh, because it's like Dave Chappelle and like all these weird people like in this action movie, and it's like if it, if you actually put Arnold in this movie, like it probably would have hurt his career. 
or I don't know. I mean, Arnold was in some pretty garbage films that I'm I'm sure that we will. Yeah, I guess that's true. We will watch in in the future for this podcast, but I mean, because clearly we have an obsession with. I think he still is the most watched movie star of our um, <laughs> of our podcast. Most mentioned, definitely, definitely, definitely most mentioned, with, without a doubt, most mentioned. Um, well, yeah, okay, so that that's interesting. So you thought it was going to be a serious movie and it ended up kind of being a parody of itself. What were, what were some like of the funny moments you remember, if any? Well, they went so quickly. Yeah. I remember you, you said that, uh, if, you know, if you look away for you for a minute, you're going to, you're going to lose everything. And to tell you the truth, I was watching this movie and I was multitasking a little bit because oh, I figured God. like, Oh, it's an, it's, yeah. an, it's an action movie. Like I can kind of, uh, I can kind of come in and come out and I got in like right after they introduced all the characters and I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool cast coming on this airplane. And then I think I looked away and then like somebody was handing somebody a gun like under while they were frisking him and then oh, like, yeah, the, people the being put in agent. a cage. Yeah. Just this movie moves really <laughs> fucking lightning quick. And, uh, so I, I was kind of losing track and having to go, oh, shit, where was I? Shit, who is this guy? But, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, when he lights that guy on fire on the plane, like, as soon as that started, I was like, okay, I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> yeah, even even that, yeah. like, yeah, just, it, it moved so fast. I think there was even, like, within the first minute, I legit was like, okay, wait a minute, what? And I rewound it like thirty seconds just because I was like, what is happening in this movie? So it's it's interesting because I think that that tells you that this movie actually takes itself really seriously because whoever oh, yeah. whoever wrote it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna create like this intricate plot and I'm gonna have all these little moments happen and there's all these little moments of specificity. But the problem is, is that they go by so fast that none of it matters at all, and it ends up like the feeling that you're left with is just that it's a huge mess. Like it doesn't matter. Nothing, none of it matters. So, like, even if you do miss something at the end of the day, you're still gonna see an explosion, and like everything is just so so set up so falsely. Like the whole scene where they like land in a junkyard like an abandoned junkyard oh my like, god why did they land at that abandoned junkyard and why was there another so, plane there just like, so they could get a shot of like nicholas cage walking through a junkyard with his swoopy hair and there's a fire behind him yeah i don't know that's literally the only reason that that they did any any of that stuff so um yeah that that's why i say earlier like this is definitely a bad movie but but really enjoyable. I think for me, the funniest or one of the funniest moments that I still can't quite yeah. wrap my head around is the part where, um, where John Malkovich, like hit the way that he dies in the end. If you, if you go back and watch that scene, it makes zero fucking sense. Like, Nope. It's almost like they legit shot two different death scenes for him. And they were they like, let's just oh put God. them both in there. Because if you really break down what happens, he's on he's on the tour bus or he's on the, what, oh, the fire truck. He's on the ladder of the fire truck. 
and then they're driving through Las Vegas, and then he crashes through and over like a, a, a pedestrian bridge, and then he gets electrocuted and falls to the ground. And then the next shot is of them in like an, like an oil field? And there's like one of those oil like things that drill oh, yeah. into the ground, and that's what like crushes his head. And you're like, where is that in downtown, like on you the know, strip in Las Vegas? That made no fucking sense. It was so absurd. You know, you know what? Kind of, that's actually kudos to this movie. Like they literally overwhelm your senses so much. I didn't fucking notice that. I yeah. didn't question it. I was just like, yep. I, that makes, this is what's happening. I was trying to pay as close attention as I could because I just, I was so stunned and, and marveled. And, and frankly, I was enjoying myself. But that part just made absolutely no sense. If if you're if you're out there listening and you and you don't believe me, like go back and look at how non sequitur the death scene for John Malkovich is in this movie. It makes zero sense. You know who I couldn't you know, of all the actors, you know who I couldn't really take seriously in the role? Because it's a lot of weird people in an action movie. Yeah. But Steve Buscemi in this movie. Yeah, he's so like, weird. I just, I couldn't get on board. I see and I'm like, for some reason I was watching him and I was thinking of like his sketch on, which show was it? It was like 30 Rock or something where he's like, hey, trying to be a kid. And he's like, hey, I'm just another hip, cool dude. Oh, right. Yeah, where that meme comes yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I know he's done like hardened crime movies and all this stuff, but I just can't look at him like he's fucking Hannibal Lecter. It yeah. just doesn't. It, it was does like not a, compute. It was Even like when a, the kid is there. Yeah, it was a caricature of of Anthony Hopkins for sure. It was so and, ridiculous. <sighs> But even, like, everybody else I believed at some point. Like, I believe John Malkovich. Like, yes, he's – this is his role. And, of course, you can't uh, – why am I blanking on his name now? The main guy. Nicholas Cage? <laughs> yeah, I just forgot his name. Nicky Cages. Nicky Cages. <laughs> Mr. Cage. Uh, Nicky Cages. He's, like – he commits so hard to it, and I yeah. believe it. Yeah, he's like every fucking scene, but he's, I couldn't he's do amazing. But, on, but only in that he's just like Nicolas Cage just fails so hard that you can't help like you gotta watch. You you can't look away. Like he's a train wreck. You kind of want to support him through the movie. I felt like yeah, I like I gotta be here for this guy because <laughs> yeah. he's going through something, and I just want to be the I want to be call now to support Nicolas Cage get through the rest of this movie. And your it's donations will go birthday. towards. <laughs> <laughs> and then the yeah, just the scene at the end with him hugging his wife and daughter, and he's covered in blood, and he's like, "I guess I should have gotten a haircut." And you're just no. like, oh god, all right, Nick, just just end this now. <laughs> I'm here for you, buddy, but it's time for the credits to start rolling. I really want to know how much of this movie. Was, I'm betting it was all scripted, but was there any points where they were like, hey, let's just improvise this bullshit? The, it feels so. Apparently, Dave know. Chappelle, a lot of his lines. That, that was one of the facts I looked up. Okay. A lot of his lines were improvised. He just okay. was like, I just decided to go off script. Fuck it. And well, it's, it's Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it's Dave Chappelle. You can't can't really go wrong there. Um, all right, Josh, are you ready to give Con Air 
A rating of either be kind and rewind or eject and reject, baby. <sighs> you know, I guess I am. I guess I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just asking if I was ready. Do I actually have to give an answer? All right, Evan, do you give <laughs> Connor... <laughs> What the fuck? Rate it. Rate it, 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 rate that you could imagine, but for some reason, like it just didn't. It I couldn't latch onto it. Like there's so many more movies that like take little micro pieces of this movie. Like uh, I'm thinking like the Lethal Weapon movies with like the whole like revenge, like oh, I gotta do this for my daughter kind of thing, or the Hannibal Lecter thing. Like, sure, it's almost like a best of movie for all the action tropes. Hmm. And it just felt like it was too much. Like, I was like, oh, I can't really, like, I don't know. I like that it was over the top, but, like, I wanted it to be, like, picked apart a little bit more. Like, it was just, it was too much for me, which is very strange because I usually love this kind of, like, over the top stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I um, I, I definitely give it an, a Be Kind and Rewind. Um, you know, knowing that it's not, that it's not good and kind of going into it to to make fun of it and laugh along with it um and see where some of the memes come from (laughs) god bless america where like the nick cage like with his his eyes closed and his hair blowing in the wind with the sun (laughs) on his face i mean that shot is just amazing um yeah there's some great shots in this movie yeah, and, and just just weird setups and horrible and and one liners all over the place. Um, yeah. So I for for me it's it's worth it because I guess like yes there are better action movies out there, but like I'm not watching this wanting a good action movie. I'm I'm watching this going like oh shit, fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see how bad. <laughs> like let's see how much they messed up. Um, yeah. 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 You know, I might have to actually give this one another try. You know what? I think I'm just really upset that it's not a serious action movie. Still, yeah. Your, your expectations going into life. it were were way different. You were expecting like The Rock or, um, you know, I guess. Well, Lethal Weapon is has comedy and action in it, but yeah. But yeah, you're expecting something kinda, with like a serious tone, like yeah, um, I like, like speed. Really, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. a little bit more, a little, like it. It's it's just trying to do the movie. It's not trying to like make fun of itself so much. It's like yeah, it's yeah. already bad enough. <laughs> I just keep I just keep laughing and just like I don't even know that I could pinpoint to anything specifically other than just like just the pace of the movie overall is just hilariously way too fast. Um and like I said in the beginning, just to, to bring it all back around, I mean, it's like the template for like Tim and Eric Awesome Show making fun of an action movie, but they but they did it unintentionally, or this movie did it unintentionally. So, 
it's it's got some props for that. Josh, what would you recommend other than than uh, 1997's Con Air? Oh, you know, it's like I, I want to say The Expendables, even though I don't think it's a better movie at all. <laughs> well, it's got to it's got to be better, right? I don't know. Well, I mean, there's I, only I one way to find out. I've good. never seen oh, it. Oh God! But... <laughs> you ready to eat your own words? Yeah. I'm eating my own face. I mean, I think a more a better recommendation might be Speed because we both have seen Speed, and we yeah. know that it's good. Like we both gave it. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah. We watched, dude. We watched it for this podcast. Are you here? No, we didn't. I know. I'm fucking with you. I was about to pull, dude. Don't tempt me. I was about to pull out stats, 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 and not only tell you when we watched it, but also what you were eating while we watched it or while we reviewed it. Oh, I'd actually like to know. I want to like. I should go back through my my caloric intake of this show to like. Ooh. I can almost track like my thoughts and moods, like what part of my life I'm in, just by what I'm snacking on. Oh, Speed was a very special episode. You know why? Why you um. So what I have here is that what you ate was quote salsa end quote Josh quote made, end quote, in his mouth, eating raw ingredients. Oh, my God. I remember that <laughs> night with such fond memories. <laughs> you ate I it. I didn't do like, that again. No, yeah, because... I took but a then, bit of onion and tomato. Ugh. Yeah, you, so you ate a raw onion and a raw tomato, but you... But then at the end, you were complaining because you had a whole bunch of onion left. <laughs> Your proportions starting out weren't correct. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, laughing at our own podcast. Two whites. Hey, everybody. Two- <laughs> we're titling it Two Whites. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. We love you. We mean it. Josh, bring them out. Hey, um, som, som, clap. Uh. We're tapes and we're here to play. Oh god, that is Pop so loud. You're oh god, yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh, thank you guys so much. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>